right, we're going to start here. I'm going to start here in Romans. Now, the book of Romans, there's two more chapters here. It's 14, 15, 16, that's it. Remember, all these books, they're, they're, they're chronological. You're not going to find a book at the end of the Bible that's historically out of place. It's exactly, Revelation is actually at the end right there. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much, um, uh, it, it's a letter too. It's not that long. It's, it's, the chapters, if you look at it, if you, whatever size Bible you're looking at, it's like two columns, that's one chapter, and there's only 21 chapters in Revelation, something like that. But anyway, and it's kind of interesting, if you read Revelation, instead of preconceived ideas, what everybody told you, oh, I like what Astronomicus said about, oh, please, he's, uh, who? Some, some this day prophet, whatever, just read the Bible, read it for yourself. It's kind of like if you want to find out what's going on and you think somebody's talked something, said something bad about you, go talk to that person. Go to your brother. Well, we go to the scriptures, see, and you find exactly what it says. But back to the book of Romans. Why did they call it Romans? Well, hence, it was related to Italy where Rome was, and Paul was writing a letter that actually was postmarked to Rome, to the Christians that were at Rome. So, hey, Romans, makes sense. Corinthians was a letter written to those who were believes in Jesus at some churches there at Corinth, whatever. And, uh, and, and let me just show this to you while we're on this talk. <clears throat> let me go to the end of the book of, uh, well, not that one, but to Colossians here. Colossians was uh, another place, Colossa. Um, and uh, let me go to the last, uh, the last chapter here. And you'll see Paul's wrapping it up. Colossians is such a short, short uh a letter, and it, when you think about it, from beginning to end, there's uh, it's, I mean, excuse me, I'm in Timothy. Uh, oh, here we go, Colossians, chapter four. Okay, at the very end of this thing, um, uh, he's going to say something here. I want to point out here. Oh, uh, see, there's a Doctor Luke. Yeah, makes referencing all these people. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, oops, I passed it right there. Oh, no, there it was. I was right there at it. He said, and by the way, after you've read this letter, will you pass it on to the church <clears throat> at Laodicea? Well, interesting enough, Revelation chapter 2 or 3 right there. Write the letter to, well, deep, deep voice. Like God talking, you know. You know, you're made in his image. Do you talk like that? Hi, sweetheart. You know, I mean, come on. You don't do that. And you talk to your kids. I'm your dad. You know, I mean, you don't. You just, you talk normal. And that's what shocks us sometimes. We think God don't want anything to do with us. And you look in the mirror, wait a minute. On the fifth day, I mean sixth day, he created me in his image. Male and female. Okay. But anyway, he says, by the way, after you've read this letter, this is uh, Colossians chapter 4, verse 16. After you've read this letter, will you pass it on to the church at Laodicea? And read the letter I wrote to them. Well, now we don't have one called Laodicea, so there was one missing there somewhere. But that's okay. At least we know, woo. Paul was burning up the emails, or shall we say. But anyway, uh, just just some fantastic stuff here. Um, give me a second there for that thing to refresh. Okay, let me go to, uh, here we go. In Colossians chapter, uh, chapter, let's see. Uh, well, let me go back to, to, to where we were. Okay, I'm going to go back to Romans. So anyway, like say the Galatia, that's a real place. Ephesus, a real place. Philippi, Colossae is where that was. And then Thessalonians was in uh, Thessalonica. See, if you go to, look at this, the church at Thessalonica. See, these are letters. Wow. And this is after. And Timothy, that's 
a guy's name. It was actually, notice this, Timothy, uh, chapter 1, look at this. It says, from Paul, missionary of Jesus, by, to Timothy. It was an individual, okay? Wow. So this, this is so simple. Philemon, again, to Philemon, our much-loved fellow worker. And what's so cool is, you know, you can read, uh, Philemon's just one chapter. It's like, well, let's just see. It's only uh, 25 verses. I mean, how hard is it as a Christian to do this? Let me tell you how hard it is. The enemy, we're going to call him the devil because it's true. The devil doesn't want you reading your Bible. The book of Philemon, we ought to all have it memorized. Only 25 verses. But a lot of times we don't even know what's in there. Wow. Wow. Man. And, and besides that, if there was something critical like, oh my gosh, you're going to hell. Well, don't you think it would be in here? Well, guess what? It's not in here. We spend our lives worrying sometimes, if we, don't, if we don't be careful, we spend our times worrying that God doesn't love us, God's not on our side, He hates us all the time, you know, because we're, we're missing the mark, shall we say. Sin, we've heard stories, sin means missing the mark. It's just a mistake. I mean, I mean how many lessons we got to have that it's a bow and arrow, sin, <gasps> missed the mark. I knew what sin was from the begin with. I mean, gee, but we focus on failure and thinking that God doesn't care much about us. But you notice here, look at that. In the third verse, in a 24-verse book, may God of our Father, may the God of our Father, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, give you His blessings and His peace. That's the end of it right there. So when you wake up in the morning, you should have His blessings and you should have His peace. Now, anyway, so let's go back over here. Notice uh, just while we're there. See, James, that was uh, actually the Lord's, uh, uh, this was actually the Lord's physical, uh, you know, I mean, he was virgin born, of course, but, but he, his, he had other brothers and sisters in that family. That was actually his brother. And we know who Peter is. First and second Peter. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. He wrote two letters. Okay. And then John, that's the one that wrote John 3.16. That's John, the one that wrote the Gospels. And then here you have Revelation. Revelation was, uh, I mean, that was written by John himself. He tells you right there at the start. Look at that. So it's it's not like this book is some sort of strange book. He says, this book reveals the future activities. I mean, it's going to come to pass, you know, to his servant John. So now you know who it was. John wrote it down. Wow. Okay. Jude actually is another one of the Lord's. And his household, his brother. He was the brother of James. But this James here was not James and John, the sons of thunder. These were, <laughs> these were some of the physical brothers in Jesus' house that thought Jesus was a nut. But after Jesus rose from the dead and they figured it out, they're like, he wasn't too much of a nut. He was our brother. Let me tell you some things about my brother. And let me just start right here because look what this guy says. He was actually the Lord's brother. Excuse me, I want to go to James here. These two guys are brothers. So in James 1, James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, he called his brother the Lord. Well, he figured it out. He knew. You read Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2, his mother kept all these things. What's so funny is his dad had a vision saying, you're going to call this boy Jesus. His mom saw the angel. And the angel said, you're going to call him Jesus. Well, the two got together, even though... Joseph thought, well, I'm going to divorce this woman because she's obviously been fooling around. But no, the Lord spoke to him and said, no, she's not been fooling around. Her child is by the Holy Ghost. Don't be afraid to take her as your wife. You know, she's going to have a child and you're going to call him Jesus. Well, they compare notes just like you do with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your husband and your wife. You guys get together and talk and I can't believe, yeah, I heard the same thing. I heard the same thing. Wow, okay. Well, anyway, they're not dummies to their kids plus 
this fellow here grew up with Jesus. Let me just show you what this guy was up to one time. Look in the book of John here just a moment. In the book of John, let's see. Let me get over to chapter 6. We're not going to fix any problems there. Let's see. Oh, Let's see if it's 7. Maybe it's 5. Let me get over here just a second and see what his brothers were doing. 8. Nine, a blind man. Hang on a second. I don't know. I know where it is. I'm in John. Hold on a second. It's got to be back here. At five. Oh, can't be four. Oh, five. Just a second. Six. Oh, I know where it is. Seven. Yeah, look at it. There it is. Okay, after this, Jesus went to Galilee. Now remember, Jesus has a life. He has a mother. He has a father. You know, he's got some brothers and some sisters. And he went, and man, they thought he lost his mind when he ran everybody out of the temple. Okay. So he goes from village to village, and he wanted to stay out of Judea where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. I mean, yeah, they wanted to kill Jesus. Okay. But soon it was time for the tabernacle, uh, for the tabernacle ceremonies, one of the annual Jewish holidays. And Jesus' brothers urged him to go to Judea for the celebration. You know why they wanted him to? Because they wanted him to get in trouble. Now this is James, you rascal. What's the matter with you? Look what they said. Go where more people can see your miracles. This was James. Ha! They scoffed. You can't be famous if you hide like this. Oh, yeah, Jesus, who is the Lord of creation, he created everything. Before Abraham was, I am. They were having a hard time with this thing. You can't be famous when you hide like this. If you're so great, look at that. Prove it to the world. Who was that? Jesus' brothers. Man. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. Wow. Well, what happened between here and there? Well, you know what happened. Same thing happened to you and I. We had change of heart, didn't we? I think Jesus was right. <laughs> I think Jesus is Lord. I think Jesus can help me in my life. Yeah, well, here we go. Watch what he says. He, he's basically saying, listen, I grew up with him. A servant of God in the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice he didn't say, well, he's my half-brother. No, <laughs> he said he was the Lord. To the Jewish Christians scattered everywhere, greetings. Wow. Dear brothers, is your life full of difficulties and temptations? Notice what he says, then be happy. Now what? Let me switch this to the King James Version just a moment. Because this is what I'm getting at here. Uh, uh, hang on a second. Oh, I'm there. Okay. So, my brethren, look at that. Count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. Now, that's, that's just, what? But now, there's a reason you do this. Not to put on the Christian grin. No. Well, God just wants me to bear up under it all. No, no, no. Let's go back and pick off some things. Here's a letter right here in Philippians. chapter to Philippians. It's broken up in all short, four short chapters. We call them chapters, but it's a letter. You ever get a love note from your girlfriend? It's not chapter one. Oh, come on. It's usually a one-pager if she wrote a long one, so it wouldn't be hard. As a matter of fact, a one-page note from your girlfriend in high school or whatever or if you wrote, it would probably be shorter. I mean, it would probably, excuse me, be longer than what we see here. So anyway, watch this. Uh, just to get right down to it, he's talking about a couple of ladies here. But notice what he says do. He says, and here's, their names are in the book of life. Well, ours is too. Now look what he says. Rejoice in the Lord. 
Look at that, always. Again, I say rejoice. Now, excuse me just a moment. Now, wait a minute. I'm not going to rejoice. i got problems right now. Well, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's keep reading. He didn't quit there. I, I, we have T-shirts. I know I've had them. I've got them on some little things at the house and whatever. And, and I just have rejoice in the Lord. Yeah, rejoice in the Lord. And like, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Well, I get, And then we hear preachers tell us, you know, we're supposed to rejoice. But we don't get the details. Now, watch the details. Notice this. It says, let your moderation... Be known to all men, the Lord's at hand. Then he says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now we're getting somewhere. Let me switch this back to the Living Bible here just a moment. Always be full of the joy of the Lord. You know, the psalmist wrote and said, in the presence of the Lord, the scriptures, the Bible, the book of Psalms says, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. You have to deal with that thinking. Well, if I'm going to go to the Lord, I guess, well, he's probably having a bad day too. He may have fell off his throne, you know, that kind of thing. We hear funny things like that. But he's not falling off his throne. He knows you need him. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Now look at this, Mr. Paul. I say it again. Rejoice. Now, remember, the book of Acts tells us a story about Paul. He wasn't always this way. He wanted every Christian killed. He wanted all Christians killed. Had some killed. He had Stephen Stone. He was holding all the coats. Yes, tickets, tickets, tickets. Yeah, I'll hold your coat here. Yeah, one rock for your coat. Fine. Special today. Kill this guy, Stephen. We hate him. Oh, we hate him. If you read Acts chapter uh, 7, you'll find out why they hated Stephen. They shouldn't, but they hated him. Paul was there consenting to his death, whatever. But something happened to Paul. Drastically turned his life around, okay? And it was just the Lord. He didn't, well, I've learned to be a better person. That's not what makes your life. That's just a side thing that happens. Always be full of the joy of the Lord. What? You mean the joy's there somewhere? Yeah. Now, why would he have to say always be full of the joy of the Lord? Because we get down over our circumstances and stuff like that. And so here is the guidance. Notice what he says. Let everyone see you're unselfish and considerate in all you do. See, most of the time when we're dealing with our problems, we're just so worried about our problem, we can't even think about anybody else. And that's understandable. But notice he says, look, I'm going to help you with your problems. Remember that the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. I mean, God just doesn't live in the reality God just doesn't get it. For me, I have to worry. I have, in the next 15 minutes, it's fixing to, like we say, hit the fan. I mean, Jesus just don't get it. Oh, yes, he does. It's Daniel in the lion's den. What else? It's Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego thrown in the fiery furnace. It wasn't like, well, God, you know, great if you can do something, but it's going a little bit late. Nebuchadnezzar wants me made a piece of toast right now. So it's, I no. And if you go read that story, they said, we are not afraid to answer you in this matter. Our God whom we serve is able and he will deliver us. That's the reason Nebuchadnezzar said, bind those guys. Otherwise, oh, come on. Three measly little whiny little uh, Jewish young men. You can't just tell them at gunpoint or sword point to serve yourself to the fiery furnace. Just, we're going to poke you in. No, Nebuchadnezzar was there. What general wants to go watch the execution? Get these guys out of my sight. They told Nebuchadnezzar, our God whom we serve is able and he will. So what did Nebuchadnezzar do? He cranked it up seven times hotter, got the most mighty men to bind them, and then he bound them. And then it was urgent. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar thought, well, I'll beat you to the punch. 
Execute them now. Wow. Among other things, there's other things they did there. But anyway, so don't worry about anything. Well, really? Instead, pray about everything. Oh, it's so sweet. God wants us to pray. We see this in Hollywood. That, it's more than that. Let me show you how it works. This is how it works. Look at a guy by the name of Peter here. Look at this chapter 12. I just happen to know where these things are, but you'd hit it. You'd find it. This is historic. About that time, King Herod, we've heard of him, okay, moved against some of the believers and killed the apostle James, John's brother. Now, that was James and John, the one that wrote John 3.16. That was his brother, one of the sons of thunder. He died. When Herod saw how much it pleased the Jewish leaders, what? Killing James. He arrested Peter during the Passover celebration, imprisoned him, placing him under armed guard of 16 soldiers. Same thing Nebuchadnezzar did. <laughs> he knew something's up here. We're going to have 16. King James says four quaternions of soldiers. Well, quads four, four times four, 16. 16 soldiers to take care of a preacher? Oh, yeah, right. But there's something to be said about that. Let's break it down to a Christian. You are so wild to the world. You can't be cornered up financially, health-wise, I don't care what it is. You got girlfriend, boyfriend troubles, whatever the problem, it doesn't, that's just a win. Uh, I mean, praise the Lord. So here's what happened. 16 soldiers. Herod's intention was to deliver Peter to the Jews for execution after the Passover. Well, you're toast, Peter. No, 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 wait a minute. Peter was already in jail, mm, chapter 5, whatever, an angel opened the place up and Peter walked out again. Watch what happens here. Remember it said, in everything by prayer. But earnest prayer was going on up to God from the church for his safety. No, you mean God grant me the serenity to deal with life without Peter. Let's don't, let's don't play God here now. Let's don't ask the Lord to rescue Peter. That's so stupid. NASA, when we lost, well, we didn't lose it. We had Apollo 13 sailing off to the moon with no way to get back, seemed like. They were calling for prayer. I mean, you go back and look at that wonderful thing. There were newspaper articles saying, pray for our astronauts. Well, I'm a preacher. I've been in this business a long time. We don't need to play God here. (laughs) What? Get those astronauts back. They got families. Not to mention that, the program's going to be in serious problem if we don't rescue these guys. We're trying to land on the moon again. Well, as you know, they got back, praise the Lord. Okay, so anyway, so earnest prayer was going up to God but for the, from, the, from the church for his safety all the time he was in prison, the night before he was executed. Fairy tales. It's not fairy tales. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> you know, if you go back and look, the reason the Bible is the Bible, the reason this just gives us a good foundation the number of manuscripts that existed before the copies came out where you can make copies and stuff. Oh, I think the writings of Plato, there's only like 10, 10 copies of Plato. And we think, oh, Plato, oh, yeah, oh, that was a fact. The scriptures, there were over 20,000 manuscripts. 20,000 manuscripts after Jesus' death. 200, you know, anyway, from after he died, resurrected for the next 200 years. 200, I mean, excuse me, uh, 20,000 manuscripts. So it's not like, well, somebody that was drunk wrote this. No, they weren't drunk. 
They all had copies of this. So anyway, back to this. So anyway, uh, he was before he was be executed. A deep, he was asleep, double chained between two soldiers. I mean, come on, does he know judo or something? <laughs> remember, there's sixteen soldiers. Boy, they had this guy bound. Now remember, they knew the story that he had gotten out in Acts chapter four or five, whatever. Before suddenly, there was a light in the cell. An angel of the Lord stood beside Peter. The angel slapped him on the side, awakened him, said, Hey, get up. The chains fell from his wrist. <laughs> uh, it just worked out. Yeah, it, this stuff works for us. It just works out. I don't know how I happened financially. I don't know how this worked out. I don't know how I saw that guy at that time, whatever. The angel said, Get dressed and put your shoes on. And put your coat on and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell, followed the angel. But all the time he thought it was a dream or a vision and didn't believe it was really happening. Then they passed the first and second cell blocks. They came to the iron gate of the street. Now look at this one. It opened to them of its own accord. Peter's such a liar. I mean, he's not lying. He wrote down what he saw. They're strolling out there and all of a sudden somebody hit the remote. <laughs> Just opened it. So they passed through and walked together for a block. Then the angel left him. Well, why not? Peter finally realized what happened. It's really true. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod. Praise the Lord. From what the Jews were hoping to do to me. Now I want to tell you something. The book of Psalms is full of this. It's everyday problems you're going to get out of them. Every day. After a little while, he went to the home of Mary. Well, she didn't exist. She did too. Mother of John and Mark. Where many were gathered for a prayer meeting. Wonder what they were praying about. They were praying for Peter's safety. What do you think the Lord's doing? This is so great. The Lord says, I'm going to have him just show up at your front door. He knocked at the door of the gate. It's the front door of the house. A girl named, you know, they shouldn't be using names because these people didn't exist. Oh, yeah, it did. Rhoda. Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice. Now, remember, she knows. <laughs> we better pray. We don't... He's going to be executed tomorrow. They are praying hard. So she knew. When she heard Peter's voice, she was overjoyed, look at that, to open it. I mean, excuse me. She, she was overjoyed that she ran back into the house to tell everybody that Peter was standing outside. Well, you know what happened here. They're going, ah, you're just crazy. It's like when Jesus was resurrected from the dead. I've seen the Lord. You're crazy. Wow. She said uh, he was standing outside in the street. They didn't believe her. You're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's okay and everything by prayer. You don't have to understand this. Just believe God is going to get it for you. They, they said, when she insisted, they decided, well, it, <laughs> it must be his angel because they've killed him. Well, brother. Meanwhile, Peter's still out there. Boom, 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 boom. When they finally broke out and opened the door to their, their surprise, knew no bounds. Wouldn't you believe it? He motioned them, Shh, you want me to go back to jail? Shut up. You know, he said, look what he said. He told them to, be, to quiet down and told them what had happened and how the Lord had brought him out of jail and tell who, that's the one who told us to rejoice no matter what's happening. Tell him and the others what happened. And he left for a safer place. Oh, and by the way, bad news for the other guys. Well, don't you think God wants to be politically correct? Didn't look like that's what happened here. I mean, who's your God? At dawn, the jail was in great commotion. 
what happened to Peter. When Herod sent for him and found that he wasn't there, you talk about a guy that was ticked off. He had all 16 of those guys executed. See, the God of the Bible is not a uh, naturalist, or shall we say, uh, you know, save the planet. Dogs first, humans last. I mean, come on. He had the 16 guards arrested, court-martialed, sentenced to death. Yikes. What happened to old Peter? I'll show you what happened to Peter. Peter, just like the rest of them, was out there doing work for the Lord. And let's look here at what I was trying to get to. And we need to close here. I want to get to one other place. Uh, Paul writes a letter to the Romans. And right before he gets to the, to the end of his letter, uh, let's see, uh, 17 is what I want. Yeah. He says, For after all, the important thing for us Christians, all right, now this is important, it's not what we eat or drink, but stirring up goodness and peace and joy from the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't know how you're going to get any of that because that's, none of this is in God's business. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I don't care where your trouble is. It's goodness and peace and joy. I should be okay. Now, let's go pick up on something one of, the, uh, one of our psalms says here. Two places I want to look at and then we stop. Oh, first one is in, is in 40. Oh, notice how personal. I, I, he lifted me, I, me, I, me. Okay, so remember, this is yours. Look at that, many blessings. Wow. Okay, now let's get down here to something I want to see. Okay. Uh, let's see, let me switch this to the King James just a moment. I can find, find the passages I want to see real quick. Yeah, look at this. Uh, let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, remember, in the book of Samuel, Samuel's mother, ha- uh, I want to call Hagar, but that's not her name. Uh, but anyway, whatever her name is. Oh, uh, common name. But anyway, her son's name is Samuel. But she didn't have any kids. And she was in deep sorrow, but she asked the Lord to help her. Okay? And she wound up getting pregnant. But anyway, and she, you, couldn't, you couldn't shut her up. She didn't even have the kids yet. The priest just walked up thought she was drunk. Look, if you're going to drink, why don't you go somewhere else? She said, I'm not drunk. She said, I'm just sorrowful. And Eli, the priest, said, well, what is it? She said, well, I don't have any kids. And you know what Eli said? Well, the Lord bless you. That was the responsibility of the priest. He would grant you your heart's desire. We've so thrown that away. We're like, I mean, we, we get one... God will do one thing a year for us. That's it. Oh, please. Then how did it, why did it say in everything by prayer? But anyway, let all those who seek you, that means just you're going to pray, rejoice and be glad in you, such as love your salvation, say continually, the Lord be magnified. Now, oh, oh. Fifty-five, twenty-two. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. What the heck is that? It's your problems. You know, it's not, well, i got to go find out what a burden is. What's bugging you? What's your trouble? Look at that. He shall sustain thee. He'll never suffer you to be moved. Now, oh, add another little piece to this. Let me back up here. Just look at this. Well, look at this. I'll just say this. As for me, I'm going to call upon God. And the Lord's going to save me, okay? Look at this. Evening, 
morning, at noon, will I pray and cry aloud. He's going to hear my voice and he's going to deliver my soul. So no wonder that other psalm said, you know, let all those who seek thee rejoice and be glad. I'm going to be all right. You are absolutely going to be all right. That's why it's so important to read your Bible. You're never going to find the people in the Bible going, oh, I wish page two God would ever show up and help me. It's going to be one story after another. Victory, victory, victory. Shoot. Well, we need to stop. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you that uh, uh, if we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. Whether it's health-wise or something, whatever, you'll, you'll fix it. You'll take care of our bodies. I mean, you spent most of the stories we see from beginning to end, you're healing people all over the Bible. So we just thank you for that. And if it's not that, if it's financial, we're suffering financially, praise the Lord, you always take care of that as well. And if it's something else that maybe doesn't matter, it's not in those categories, just some other trouble we're facing. And it's making us feel like, you know, I don't have any hope. According to this, Lord, you told us to rejoice. Because you're our God, you'll get us out. So we just thank you for it. Well, I didn't leave anything left for us to tell others what you did about that problem. <laughs> you got it out of our life. Whatever it was, last year's problems, this year's problems, today's problems, you'll fix it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. All right.